0: Secret Friends Unite!
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden, who is banned from talking about the weather.
0: Oh, look, you know, like <laughs> you have after five, five takes trying to get the show started. You immediately have to take a swipe at me. Isn't that just the way this is the way that was the, that's what the Mandalorian was really about. This is the way it was backbiting.
1: It's, was like, what do you think about that, Stanley? You can't even see it. Cause of my background. Um, hey, Stanley, what do you think? Should we talk about the weather? No, we shouldn't. Excelsior. <laughs> Prop comics. <laughs> We've gone Jack off the rails. Jack, Jack Kirby's wife. That's true. Yes, we should bring back the real, the real Stanley uh, experience. Oh yes, um, yeah. So we are back. Uh, Going to talk about some some uh, fun things today in the world of nerd. Uh, but before th- we do that, um, we have a podcast, obviously, because that's what we're doing today. And we would love it if you decided to subscribe to our podcast and gave us a five star review on iTunes. Um, and along with that, we have a YouTube. Uh, page where we are now uh, almost all video now so check us out see my props uh enjoy our beautiful faces it's a lot of fun we have guests now on a lot of our shows so they are showing up as well and you get to see them and it's just a lot of fun to see um my face and charlie's face as we make fun of each other and that's that's half the fun
0: right Profile. Um, but I, good side, but good will, side, good side.
1: But I will say we are going to be having a change to our podcast Just to let you guys know that we are going to be turning off Podomatic in the near future. Uh, so we are going to make sure that you guys know how to get our show, uh, our single feeds and the group feed. So all that's coming together. We're very close. We just want to make sure we don't screw anything up, but we'll make sure you know where to go so you get all of our stuff in place. And it's far less confusing because right now we have both running. So I think this is the right, right. move. Yeah. Uh, no, um, um, with no
0: multiple downloads because you don't need that stuff.
1: Absolutely. It just gets confusing. Which one should I be on? And and so, yeah. So after that, though, uh, Charlie, we kicked it off and did something new. I think we're kind of on the, the cutting edge now uh, where we added Discord. We added a server for Secret Friends Unite. And it's really um, a great new way to interact in real time in the various channels or communities of Secret Friends Unite. Video games, comic books, geek media, Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, there's ways to do voice chat there's all those things if you want to game together it's a great way to talk and do things and Charlie you've been talking about you did a um, uh, uh, a watch along with a Star Trek episode and that's yes. something you could do, use in Discord because everybody's really? in the server they just turn it on and everybody can talk right away versus here's the zoom to link and do that so yeah right. oh, it's, it. right. it's, it's a great way to do it yeah that's how people are communicating people use uh, Discord for uh, study halls and things like that so it's out there folks uh, we'll make sure you get links to get invited to the group because we're just having a good time there and i think it's 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 been a lot of fun so far so once again we're, another ha- way we're to having connect. a good
0: time we're having a good time like the cosby kids nah 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 gonna have a good time well now we're banned charlie
1: because we brought up the cosby show
0: <laughs> i said the cosby kids not cosby
1: oh okay oh, <sighs> i mean that yeah. show's not racist right you can't cancel fat albert it's so. not racist i it's probably Jay, probably, I don't know. I'm not moving on from the Cosby show. Let's talk about something, though, that goes along with our show. And that is a special comic that matches the episode number. Ooh, and this was
0: this was my grab because this was this is a very important issue to me. And it's interesting. It came out in August of uh, 1987. So I was 11 years old. Uh, And this was just prior to when I started following. This is Captain America number 332. This is the issue written by Mark Gruenwald that kicked off Captain America no more. The U.S. government stripped Steve Rogers of his uniform and shield when he refused to become an agent of the government and no longer be a free agent. Uh, this led to John Walker becoming Captain America. Like you just recently saw in the Captain America and the winter soldier television series and Steve Rogers donning the all black, super sexy motif of the captain and getting a new shield. And and, uh, this was a longer story arc. It went for almost 20 issues, my absolute favorite. And obviously in the end of it, Steve Rogers becomes captain America. Again, uh, John Walker, who in the course of the 20 something issues goes completely nuts and off the reservation and starts killing people. They still manage to somehow give him Steve Rogers old outfit and he becomes the U S agent. Cool story. All has to do with the red skull and a cloned body of Steve Rogers. But in the final battle, he absorbs his own red skull dust and His head turns to a skull, so he's a real red skull. It's it's crazy. It's good stuff. In the middle of it, happens in this one issue. No, it happens in the twenty issue arc. But (laughs) Uh, uh, lodge in the the middle of it is a great story where the Viper goes to Washington D.C., pours uh, a substance in the water that turns people to snakes, including you. Got it. A starring role of Ronald Reagan and Cap saves him.
1: Is that the origin of uh, Cobra Commander? Remember when he got turned into a snake by? I Cobra think La. it's
0: entirely <laughs> canonically possible. It happened in the same year. So, you know sure. what? That's possible. That's possible. So anyway, I love this. I love that arc. I've read it many times. I dust it off and probably read it every couple of years because I like it so much. The Captain.
1: It's got uh, Abraham Lincoln in the corner, so kids, you know it's him.
0: And it's very and look how sad he is. He's he's Abraham Lincoln.
1: Apparently these colors do bleed. Mm. Ouch. Mm painful stuff. very sad oh. cap sad cap oh well yeah that's right in time for fourth of july we've got fourth of july weekend coming up so you know kids read yourself a comic with sad cap nothing is more patriotic sad sad cap. sad Abraham lincoln sad Abraham lincoln absolutely well uh now that we've uh described a comic book now time to describe some stories from our favorite gal pal our senior news corp- correspondent so without further delay madam webb take it away now it's time for Madam Web's Rumors and News. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Web. Oh, my goodness. Uh, once again, we might have another clue eventually of your uh, appearance, uh, Madam Web. But I think I'm going to save that because I think we need to you know, g- tease some things out there. But all I will say is, um, do you like um, petticoats?
0: Do you like petticoats and you
1: cannot lie? Okay, very good. Audience, if you like petticoats, you're in for a treat.
0: At the Junction. Uh, First story off, I like this because the wife and I absolutely love uh, WB slash CW Smallville. Uh, It's the 20th anniversary of that show this fall, which is insane. Completely insane. But yeah, this was a story that gave us a young Clark Kent uh, and all things extraordinarily Canadian because it was filmed in British Columbia and had a lot of the same people that later showed up on Bale Star Galactica. But yeah, uh, actor Tom Welling, who uh, actually went to... High school right here in Michigan, Okemos High School, Lansing area, uh, I believe graduated with my college girlfriend, Bree Fowler. So talk about a six degrees of Tom Welling between yours truly. Um, but yeah, it's been revealed that he and uh, former co-star Michael Rosenbaum, who is of course Lex Luthor, probably my favorite Lex Luthor ever, uh, have teamed up to develop a Smallville animated sequel series. Now we did see Clark in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover in the Flareover to Two years ago, Todd. Last year, yeah. Was it early yeah. last year? I can't remember. Uh, no, it was, that, it was
1: yeah. Twenty nineteen. It was the year before. But, it was the you twenty nineteen.
0: As our heroes were bopping around various Earths, we found out that they, they went to the Smallville Earth. Uh, you get to see you know Clark aged appropriately. He revealed that he's you know he and Lois have settled on the farm. He's given up his powers, and he he spars with John Cryer uh, as Lex Luthor within that scene. So this is awesome. The thing that that. The thing that's really a big ouch is if you scroll down, uh, is a, a cast member who probably won't be coming back will be Elson Mack, who was convicted of helping run the Nexium sex cult. So she's probably
1: going to be in jail.
0: So, oh, well,
1: uh, well maybe if it's maybe it's animated, Charlie, they can do this before she joined the sex cult and that can be the villain they have to take down.
0: I get what well, I'm saying is how are they going to get her dubs from prison. That's that's the issue. Uh, yeah, she was she was arrested for racketeering in 2018, and her sentencing is slated for oh next week. Oh my god, she's going to get sentenced next week. So yeah, that Nexium, that
1: Todd, if you've ever watched that, that's that's some trippy shit. That apparently there's whole, two documentaries you know. about that thing. There's there's yeah, two we, of we, them. We, we you watch both. Yeah. ah okay cool cool yeah, yeah i've been intrigued to watch one I, of them I, I, yeah because yeah. one of them's on one of them's on hulu and i think the other one
0: might be on showtime or something so why at least watch the one that's on hulu it, it's, it'll blow you, it'll blow you. it'll rock your flipping yankee blue jeans it's cool.
1: gotta love it gotta love it and i was gonna say on this animated version um obviously cw owned partially by warner brothers owned partially by cbs it's a weird mixture of of network synergy um you know, th- you basically make it a sequel, so it's it's kind of could take right you know, take could take place right after he donned, you know, the cape and the boots and started fighting and having adventures. So I think that would be the mm-hmm. perfect time to take place. And that was what, fifteen years ago anyways? So That show ended in twenty eleven, so ten. Oh, okay. Ten years. Yeah, so yeah, so I have been on
0: to- for ten and it's been off for ten, yeah.
1: Yeah, so lots of adventures you could actually have him do, and, and 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 it's voice acting, so the commitment's pretty low scale compared to live action. So I like this idea; it's very cool. And you know, if it's if it it's a Steam, it could go on HBO Max because once again, the Warner Brothers. Keep keep it maxi. All
0: right, what we got? Absolutely.
1: Next? All right, so story number two uh, makes me very happy, and I know we just and this is very prescient, Charlie, because. Uh, we had a discussion about prequels and side stories and do they really have a place or are they always horrible or could they even be better? And I, and I didn't, you didn't even ask me what I wanted. And actually I was going to mention John Winchester and his adventures before the boys came along, he and his wife and they've done flashbacks to them when they first, uh, he and his wife first started dating and kind of, uh, they've just done like two episodes of that. But I thought, you know, why not? It's essentially, John Winchester was rarely ever in the series. He was just in the really the first season. And then obviously went along, became Negan. and was in different things. I think Boardwalk Empire he was in. So, um, yeah. So I think this would be great to have a, a, a basically how John Winchester developed his book, you know, and that gave the boys their guide and did those type of things, because that's something we really didn't get a lot of background on. You know, so once again, it's not giving me an origin story of something I don't care about. It's giving me another part of that family that we really didn't get enough of um, because I think it was the actor's script and or the actor's uh, um, uh, contract or everything or, you know, he had a very light contract and that was never going to be the focus of the show anyway. So but really we're talking about um, Jensen Eccles is basically co-producing a prequel about John and Mary Winchester and and kind of their adventures. Um, apparently, Jared Palolecki was a little angry about this because he was not told Romance. about it. Romance. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they had a beef, and eventually, I guess, they finally um, hugged and made, made up. Um, and even the creator of the show, Eric Kripke, who left after five years, um, he ble- he's blessed this. So I think this is pretty cool. And what we're hearing now is that Misha Collins, who plays Castiel, an angel, essentially ageless, um potentially is teasing that he could be in the series as well. Um so there's a lot of good things about this and the fact that, that Supernatural was like one of the longest running shows, like 15 years for a drama uh with genre elements, it's really unheard of. And the fact that it never had a successful spinoff while the show was active just really boggles my mind. Mash right, had exactly. AfterMASH, Trapper John M.D., uh, a few others. Happy Days had Laverne and Shirley and Work and Mindy. Uh, right, you know totally what is it? Yeah. yeah, so many of them. You know, Facts of Life, the Jeffrey or uh, Different Strokes created Facts of Life. So it, yeah, the fact that we never had that kind of crazy. So I'm excited about this. I would love it if it happened. Um, and you know, after a couple of years break from Supernatural after it ended. It's, I think it's the right time.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, this is one, I think, I think it, this was one that April liked and she fell off it. And I think she finally finished it on Netflix. And I've seen a handful of the episodes over the time. So, you know, it, I would be interested to see if that sparks uh, the interest in her to start watching it again. So, But Todd, it's a prequel.
1: But I okay. said, mm-hmm. if it tells a story about a character that was kind of didn't have a long running uh, story arc, or you never really got to tell more. You never got to see tales really with them. He was never the focus of the show. He was always really? part like, of like, like Boba Fett, like Boba Fett was. He's kind of like, Boba. well, because it was always like their dad was always somewhere and they had to find their dad. It was trying to find right. the dad. They never really did. So it was kind of like that was the, uh, you know, what is it? The, 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 uh, oh God, I'm thinking of the, the, um. The red herring, not the red herring, but, you know, just the thing that keeps you searching because you want to find dad. You want to find dad. we got to find him. The, so
0: the, the, the carrot on the stick, the carrot. Correct. On the stick.
1: The, the, yes. So there you go. So I, in that case, I think it could be interesting. But you're right. I typically don't like uh, prequels because they're telling you things you don't really need to know. I And, and we know very little about John Winchester. That's some of the mystery, mm-hmm. kind of like Wolverine. But it could be cool. I don't know. I could be wrong and just watch one episode. and Like, it sucks. <clears throat> You may be wrong. I may be right. Well,
0: one thing that I think I'm not wrong about is this next story. Uh, You know, you want to believe that there are no original ideas, that everything in comics is very cyclical. So every 10 to 15 to 20 years, you're going to get the exact same stuff again. Well, it was not even five years ago in the Spider-Man comics that we had the clone conspiracy. Okay. So we had that. There was a clone of Ben Riley that survived, and he built up this resistance. And then he stole the Jackal's identity, and he created clones of everyone in Peter Parker's life that had ever died, so that they could live again. And it was a whole bad scene. And in the end of it, I'm not even sure. I know that Ben Riley escaped, and he he had his own comic for a while, so on and so forth. However, uh, there is teases, as you were in the last week or so, all over Twitter, uh, that it could be looking like Ben Riley could be returning as he did uh, in the mid nineties to take over the role completely because in that case, Peter Parker retired. He and Mary Jane uh, went off to, and she was pregnant. They went off to live in Portland, Oregon. And he was just, he was Spider-Man and he was living in New York and he dyed his hair blonde and he worked in a coffee shop because friends was on at the same time. And it was just, it was very sick. You know, it was very, very much kind of a product at the time. So, Um, So, yeah, the official Spider-Man Twitter account is buzzing with these. Uh, Nick Spencer is leaving Spider-Man, which is probably not a great scene because he's been on the comic forever. Um, But, yeah, hinting about that in uh, September's 80-page Amazing Spider-Man 74. And, Todd, I know how much you love legacy numbering. This is Milestone 875th issue. And I will admit that I have dropped off reading... Monthly comics entirely, and I've explained it on the show that I had gotten so far behind on subscriptions I got that I just said, you know what, I'm going to catch up and then I'm going to be a lifetime subscriber to Marvel Unlimited, and it's only three months behind, and I'll read it that way. So, um, this really does not fire me up. Uh, I just uh, and, and maybe this is the whole reason that I'm just not really fired up to keep up with comics, though I do keep up with the Star Wars comics because of co hosting the, the Crime Chronicles on this network with Mark, but. I'm just I'm really burned up, Todd. I know you're not a monthly reader of comics right now either and I would assume the nope. reasons are probably somewhat similar.
1: Uh, yeah, it's you know these characters that live forever. Um there are good runs and bad runs or good stories and bad stories. Um you know, so it just depends if you find lightning in a bottle. Sometimes you find that creative team that just is like everything they do is magic then you find another one it's like good writer bad artist or bad great right artist bad writer and it's like okay just point me in the right direction of the best stories and i want to read those versus every issue because i think that's more important than knowing that issue 762 was the first appearance of john garfield who also was a uh was present at the death of Gwen Stacy. I don't know. That kind of stuff, you know, kind of doesn't really matter. It doesn't really. Yeah. 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 Like X-Men right now, I know kind of what's going on. Um, so I have a hint of it, and I'm like, I just need somebody to point me in the right direction of what's worth reading because there's so much that it's just like I don't want to waste my time on the crap because there's too much crap. Um, and there's there's just so little good. So I'm I'm gonna go after that. I'm gonna try to hunt for the best stories. Um, rather be a completionist, I think that will make me a happier reader versus a keeping up with the Joneses and you know piles of comics. Now my my digital backlog. Is out of sight, out of mind, so it doesn't bother me as much. I mean, I did the
0: same thing, and I, you know, and I talked in in recent episodes about how I I took all the comics I had and I sold them at a flea market, and the vast majority of them are gone, and I'm very happy about it because I have Marvel Unlimited. It was Todd. I actually I got my special Marvel Unlimited plus uh, introductory box yesterday that had a a Kamala Khan Spider-Man style figure that I'm selling on eBay because it's going
1: for big. Charlie, we have a video podcast now. You can show.
0: It's not not handy unless unless you want me to actually get up and go get it. So yeah, so with Marvel Unlimited, you know, I'll be a lifer for that. I'll I'll get that little subscription box every year and have the whatever. And then that's that's just how I'm going to read comics because I just the hustle and bustle of ordinary life. I'm not that engaged with it. And again, the stories when it comes to feel like they don't really matter. You're stuck. So it's going to be very rare that I'm going to buy something like I know the. The, I love that Spider-Man life story that came out a couple of years ago, and they're doing a version of it for the Fantastic Four. That I might buy because I want to because I'm interested. It's a one shot. It's gonna it's a contained story, and I'm interested, and I really want to read it as it comes out. So, but other than that, stuff like this just does not just just doesn't blow my skirt up.
1: And that's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it just becomes a scenario where if you are interested in Marvel Unlimited, it's very uh, affordable and it makes it there. And if it's like, you know, you, you didn't like it, you didn't waste any money. So except for the five bucks a month or whatever it costs you. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, ben Riley. he's a clone, but he's never alone because you've always got another one hanging around. I- I think I'm a clone now. Absolutely. Uh, Well, next story uh, we got essentially what we, I guess you would call it like as they release trailers for movies, usually have the teaser, they have the full trailer and they have like the story trailer. So Shang-Chi and the 10 rings uh, got his, uh, I guess you'd call this the story trailer, which was more of an expansion of the story of Shang-Chi and basically about how he grew up, how he was raised. And essentially he was escaping his past but it's all he's always brought back into it and we find out his father is essentially the mandarin and the the rings are used to basically he's using them for for a crime ring. Uh, and uh, no, at this no, point, no,
0: no, pun in, no pun intended. Ooh.
1: Yeah. And at this point, I'm not 100% sure why he is. Shang-Chi is brought back if it's he wants him to take over for him or or something else happens. So we're, we're going to find that out. But as we see this go along, we get to see more of uh, some story beats that are kind of surprising. Um, and Charlie, as we were watching this um people have talked about like is that what i think it is and it was we're it seeing
0: it totally was absolutely we see
1: in a cage match you know you always have one of those underground fighting rings you got to have it it's like one of the tropes every, of everything every,
0: every movie i'm sure that there was one in gandhi at least in the deleted scenes
1: or maybe gandhi the, too uh,
0: maybe the sound of music i you know you got to see her throw down yeah. or uh, something like i mean absolutely it's a must it's got to be done
1: Absolutely, because, you know, you need money, you need an informant, you gotta pass along that you're tough, get hired or something, get some betting money. Well, in this we see Shang-Chi is taking on the Abomination, and Marvel has confirmed this, and I'm like, that is so weird, because at the end of the last Hulk film, I don't remember even what happened to him, it was just knocked out and taken away.
0: He was knocked out, taken away. There was a lot of behind the scenes that, you know, he was he was incarcerated and there was, you know, he was in this the top secret raft facility or something like that. But he's not never been seen since um, since the Incredible Hulk in in 2008. Uh, So, yeah, that's a a character that has had no you don't know what what happened with him during anything. Um, so yeah, uh, but who knows, maybe this will just end up being a tease as well. The dragon I knew about, which was the other piece that you had here, because, um, there's a, there's a, he's, there's figures out of him right now, you know, Legos and Marvel legends and kid stuff. So
1: is that a, is that wish? Is that the wish dragon Falcor from Neverending story? Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say it was the wish dragon from wish. <laughs> <laughs> it'll turn green. It'll turn your finger green. Oh no. I know it's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's before. not not really Jade. <laughs> Jade like. <laughs>
0: Right. Not Jade like the movie with David Caruso. got I hope. No,
1: so. no, 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 no. What is that? The first the first forbidden fruit, Jade. I don't know. Making it all up. Uh, but Fing Fang Foom is not in the film is what they're saying. Oh, this man. is just a, a dragon. But they did show other mystical creatures like you think of like the, the, the Asian lion. You see their statues. So I like that there's some mysticism in this along with the martial arts, things like that, which then layers on more of that element that we got with Doctor Strange. So um, this is, once again, Marvel just doing something completely new, something completely different. And um, we'll see if this pays out because, once again, he's a hero that I would say most Marvel fans aren't really aware of. And most uh, movie watchers have never even heard of this cat. And it was funny. We even talked about this. He had a comic book that ran for 189 issues. That's pretty impressive.
0: It just blows my mind because, again, it's just never been – on my radar cuz it's just not really something that I dig on but um you know Marvel hasn't ha- they haven't had a
1: duffer of a film even when their films aren't great they're still good yeah they're so, they're, they're they're enjoyable i mean right. some exactly. will not flip your socks off some will just be eh, it was fun you know
0: Thor: um, Dark World uh, Doctor Strange for me anyway uh and this one you know they, they, they may fall lower into the rotation but um but yeah uh, it's it's going to be something and Tad, it, it'll get you ramped up for the Eternals.
1: Yay! <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if we'll find out if we'll see like an Eternal in the background hiding away and s- not interfering with humans. <laughs> uh, wouldn't Eternal? that be fun? Just yeah.
0: one. Can, can can it be? Uh, can it be? What's his butt? My favorite one,
1: the comedian. What's oh, yes, Saduk. Not um case I don't know the guy from Adrian Pistachio. <laughs> pimento for <from laughs> Brooklyn 99 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh no anyway moving
0: on What, so what you
1: know, you know, well i was gonna say the only thing that would make this even better if you saw a lockjaw walking around in the background looking very sad and you know just being sad about the inhumans I mean, that's who it was. Right. We don't know.
0: Right, exactly. Oh my god, we did finally I told you we did finally watch that in humans. And oh my god, shoestring budget.
1: Uh are in Greyjoy not Urine Greyjoy, it was Theon Greyjoy. Oh my god. Not Theon, right. it was no. Oh god, no, I'm blinking on his name.
0: Uh, Ramsey Bolt. He was yeah Ramsey oh. Bolton. Is it oh yeah, he was the villain, but the in the uh, the Eternals it's uh the Red Wedding guy, the the Ramsey Bolton. No, Stark. He was a Stark, got killed it was his Red Wedding.
1: Who oh, Rob he? Stark?
0: Rob Stark. They, Rob with two B's.
1: No, but Ramsey Bolton was the bad guy in this. In the yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was he just you didn't recognize him because he wasn't uh using a sausage. <laughs> 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 oh well. Um look for that coming up uh I believe uh September is gonna be a big yes. movie. Marvel's yeah. never had a September uh MCU film, so that's kind of a great time because nothing big is coming at that time. So this could be a big film to to end the summer. Um or did did Guardians of the Galaxy come out like Late August, no, originally? Was,
0: uh, August, early August. I, it, okay, definitely so, August, I believe it was early August, yeah.
1: Gotcha. Same thing there. Yeah, this is actually, it's funny, in our movie league, Charlie, we're talking about this. This movie is the last weekend of our summer league, and we're like thinking, could this be big enough to like make the top 10? That we'll see. Be,
0: sh- That'd it, be crazy. It depends, on, it depends on if actual movie going gains momentum throughout the summer.
1: Well, it should have the biggest audience available, because hopefully by that point, kids are vaccinated too, but we'll see. Right. More, more on that when we do our breakdown of that uh, after Labor Day. So more to come there. Uh, yeah, and then we've got another story, uh, and our last story, actually, um, that is a series that is near and dear to, well, not even a series. It's a movie that's near and dear to my heart because it was one of the last films I saw with my dad when he was healthy enough to actually enjoy a film. And he obviously was a big Star Trek fan. So because of that and just the taking the, comedic bent on star trek is something we hadn't really seen before and they just nailed it great cast great writing just a great concept and you know they didn't milk it more than they needed to and it's essentially been gone out of most people's radar for almost 22 years now uh but galaxy quest apparently simon Pegg is is behind an attempt to bring it back which would be very interesting in a, as a television series, which uh, I, I love the idea, but I worry that the Orville might have beat it to the punch in a worse way.
0: Uh, but the Orville in a worse way, yeah, because the or- the Orville floundered,
1: you know what I mean? And it's, it was mm-hmm. just
0: more of the same with Seth Green. Where, where do they say this is going to land? Um, good make.
1: question. I don't think they've even really done more than talk about this. I mean, I, this might be a, just a getcha uh, uh, a headline. Uh, this came from TrekMovie.com. So, you know, do they do well with non-Trek uh, rumors in uh, news, Charlie? Yeah, uh, say that one more time. So do they do well with non-Star Trek rumors in news? Or is it like,
0: oh, oh, trekmovie.com. I don't post things that aren't at least quasi credible rumors. (laughs) I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, no, I believe it. Trekmovie.com is about the only source we use for code 47. And this is a story I'll probably also have over there because of Simon Pegg's involvement.
1: Yeah, but apparently there's no other details about this, but apparently he's interested. Apparently, Paul Shearer was supposed to be um, involved um, at one point. A lot of other people have been involved. They talked to, you know, so a lot of this is just kind of like maybe wish fulfillment that people want to happen. But, you know, they're going to have to eventually get around to this because this is going to be like generations for Galaxy Quest because they're all going to be so old.
0: I know. Yes, exactly. So, yes, keep it young and keep it
1: sillier. Yeah. Unless it's like one of those, unless it becomes like one of those, like, well, now we're rebooting the series and here's the new cast, you know, kind of one of those things like a Star Trek would do, you know, this is a, or the next generation of, of Galaxy Quest, which could be interesting or could be horrible. I don't know. Maybe it's the one done. Maybe we should be happy and, you know, live with our memories live with our memories. Bye, grab our hammers. <laughs> That's a value. What a savings. <laughs> That's so good. So good. Adam Rickman, <laughs> Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> Mr. Potter.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, that is it for the news of the week. But now, Charlie, it's time for us to go over, get a nightcap at the geek Easy. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're in the geek easy, the cover plan, playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Well, folks, we uh, did not record on Wednesday last week, um, so we missed Loki. So we, we are now on episode three, essentially at the mid-season break of Loki, which is so weird, because that's very short. Six episodes may be too short because of the pacing of this series. Um, it's not exactly... Uh, breakneck it, it is taking its time developing characters and i don't know overall what our end game is per se i
0: but it's kind of exciting isn't it
1: What's it kind of is it kind of is and at this point we are now in a buddy cop film in a second, yep. you know, basically midnight run almost, um, right. where the, the two antagonists have to team up to essentially escape their demise, uh, because they've gone onto this, like, I guess a way they found to basically not get found is go to a place that gets destroyed and essentially you cannot be tracked, um, And it's all about them trying to survive and get off this planet. Which that was, I'm very happy that they actually they actually went to like a a place that wasn't just like oh it's Kansas or it's it's another Earth town. I'm glad they were actually using the universe rather than just you know it's the Earth again. Yay! Um, Yay, Yay! Earth! Like in the Masters of the Universe film where we're on Eternia, but that place is boring. Let's go to Kansas. Nobody wants to, go to Kansas. Nobody likes that stuff. So we're you know we're on this journey. We're really getting to know our, um, our our you know the the new secondary character. I would say at this point, and it's really interesting. I mean, there's a lot of theories, and I have a couple of theories. I mean, first um, we talked about Kang Charlie uh, at one point, but I don't know if this is Kang. No, I've, I'm 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 thinking where this is going to end, and this is just my conjecture. I've not heard anything, but what I think is going to happen is out of this will be a The multiverse will be established, and our female Loki, Sylphie, a Loki, um, ends up becoming what we will know as the Enchantress.
0: Right. Aurora the Enchantress. She's going to have to let that hair grow and wear a little bit less clothing, but... That's funny, Johnny. Uh, Johnny uh, and I were talking about Amanda Seyfried uh, recently, who is one of one of John's Hall Pass ladies. He says, "Well, if you were to
1: put her in the MCU, who would she be?" And the Enchantress was my first choice. Really? I think Amanda I Seyfried think, I, has those buggy, weird eyes, and kind of spooks me out. And she's not; she doesn't have that. It. She's too. She's too. Uh, what the hell are you sp- talking about? Amanda Seifert, dude, she looks very book like for a celebrity, very bookish, very, uh, unassumed, you know, just very much. Really? Because she's, really, de- dude, she she's does- no, dude, she's no Selma Hayek. Compare her to Selma Hayek, like, and boom, I were boom, talking, and, yeah.
0: we were talking about her yeah. because she played, uh, Linda Lovelace in the yes. Linda Lovelace movie, The Deep Throat Star. So that kind of spurned the conversation in that direction, but you know, teach their own, I understand.
1: She's very thin and wispy, is what I would say. So not a lot there on the bone where I think of the Enchantress is almost like a, a ginger from Gilligan's Island, you know, very, you know, sultry, things like that. She's more of a Pepper Potts than, yeah. Oh,
0: and She's a Pepper Potts. Putting, and now you're putting down Goop herself?
1: Goop, so yep. This, 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 this some, some big talking. Gooping it up, man. That's what I do. I goop it up. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so, so at this point, you know, really, like you said, like, I, I, we know there's a, a plan now, uh, essentially to take down the time authority. uh, uh, And at this point, We still don't know who they are, uh, how this is all going to run its course. I'm assuming all the characters will get back together, hopefully by next episode, because I'd like to see where they're going to mix things up. So, you know, what the big reveal is, where this is going to land, because it feels like this series has the most weight for where the future of the MCU is going, more so than anything else. So that's where I'm like, man, where are they going to land in three episodes?
0: That's, that's the, but that's the adventure, in my opinion. Yeah. That's the adventure. They're, they're doing something very different where it's not vectored towards a
1: predictable finish. Sure. Yeah. It just, that, it's just being so short. Yeah, it's yeah. just being so short. It means they've got a lot left to do in three episodes. So I don't want it to be one of those things where, you know, they get to that last episode and like, oh, we've got three hours of story to tell in an hour. Oh, crap.
0: Or a half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So it's the star Trek Voyager. Let's solve it in the last 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: I got Absolutely. You. Yeah. So yeah, I been I mean, thoroughly enjoying it. And, 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 you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston's great actor, such a great character with mm. Loki. So, so, so glad we get to revisit his role. Um, Cause this is kind of a pseudo prequel, right? Charlie or a side story.
0: Well, you know, if you think about that, that Loki that we're dealing with got plucked out of 2012, he's from the past, but the entire series is taking place outside of time, so it's it's none of those things. An unquill. It's a yeah. It's a it's a no quill.
1: There we it's go. Null. We're gonna keep. We'll keep coming up with these million dollar ideas, and nobody will pay us for it. Oh well. I love it. That sounds great. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get uh, episode four tomorrow when we wake up bright yes. and early. Um, so it should be fun. Charlie will tell you about it at four o'clock in the morning because he's an early riser. Well, five fifty-five. <laughs> 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 yes yes um then we uh you know you talked about seeing a quiet place too in theater i'd never seen it so luckily the first one, my the first one yes my library yeah. had a quiet place so i got the blu-ray and you know i don't know why i didn't watch this earlier this movie was fantastic really blown away by it really enjoyed it i, I thought the filmmaking was very brave to do something where essentially no dialogue uh, a mix of sign language and just mouthing Um, sound was used very sparingly um, and using one of the lead actresses was a, a a deaf actor um, actress. And yeah, um, I I really, I really dug the movie. And um, so, and I would say this, it's not a scary movie. It's more of a thriller because I don't think I was ever really scared. It was just, I was at the, you know, it's one of those, oh crap. I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's like, it just, you're at the edge of your seat because it's very, uh, just getting that building that anticipation and, and it just really, especially with kids and, you know, and all those pieces, you're like, there's a lot at stake here. So, um, and I thought all the actors did a fantastic job and trying to work some different acting muscles rather than just being loud or, you know, wacky. So I, I really enjoyed it. Now I will say the only thing I was getting so mad, I'm like, dag nabbit, Charlie, what are they doing when they put kids in a movie? The kids, essentially, were responsible for everything bad going wrong.
0: They're, they're going to get in gonna get into some business, and it's not going to be good business.
1: And that nail. The nail on the steps is all I will say. I'm like, cover that nail up! <laughs> Could have saw it coming a mile away. That's like one of the worst things in the world. Like, oh, she's going to step on it.
0: Ow! I know. Just like in Home Alone. It's bad stuff. No, I don't. I, obviously, we saw that movie... Back when, and Probably I don't two years that, ago, we didn't have the presence of mind to see it again. So it was, you know, seeing the second film. Did you go out and see the second film yet?
1: Not yet. I'll, I'll wait. It's going to oh, be on Paramount Plus on uh, July seventeenth. So
0: oh, gotcha. Okay, I so can play. I not, can play. Yeah, it was not hard to catch up. Uh, you know, because it's not like it was this super layered deep plot to figure it out. But I thought the second one was enjoyable as well. So I think that's what know, I've heard. Like,
1: good things. Like it's it's different enough, right? That's what I've heard. So. And I've heard they've changed the protagonist kind of in this movie. So that makes it kind of interesting. So, um, yes. yeah, I haven't, mean, I have been spoiled on it yet, but I, I, am interested in, like I said, it was coming to Paramount plus, which is very cool. 45 days after it's in the theaters coming there as well, which is kind of a nice mix. So really not right. having many movies that won't be on a streaming service less than six months, which is kind of crazy. Cause I think let's is black widow three months or six months.
0: Uh, I don't know. I know obviously it's a bit with the, with the premium access that's available immediately. with are paying those extra bucks, but yeah, I don't know when that'll show up. That's a good, that is a good question. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's it for me this week. All right. And dancing on over. I, we spent our time with the movies this week and, <laughs> Oh, and we did immerse ourselves in the fast and furious movies. Now this is one. It's not like I've never seen one before. My mom really likes them. So I know that we owned, one of them because she gave us a code i think we had eight so it was then left to us to, I, the first two were on hbo and then we we pieced together the rest of them from the library that we still haven't seen six so this was nine this is f9 and let me tell you there's no discernible difference between any of these films any of them
1: I an I mean, f9 not, my keyboard i have an f9 on my keyboard charlie is it the same thing well
0: I'm looking, uh, let, let, wait, this will tell you how many films there are going to be. So there's an F10, an F11, and an F12. So they're going to end it at 12, I think, because it's not easy to quantify. But anyway. And then they'll reboot. <laughs> right, back back to F1. They'll reboot, recast. But anyway, um, yeah, these films uh, follow no convention. They follow no, no logic, no wisdom, no storyline potential, no anything at all. But in this movie, we do learn that our hero, Dom Toretto, Who lives his life a quarter mile at a time. And there's nothing more important than family. April wants to start the when someone says the word family drinking game. But I don't want to die of alcohol poisoning. So we're not going to do that. Um, And there was a great meme I saw this morning. That was Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars uh, Episode 3. Flying a ship and he looks over and Dom's driving next to him. And he's like, Dom, how are you in space? And Dom just says, you don't need logic when you got family. You know it's true. So uh, the rumors are true. A uh, 1980s era uh, Pontiac. uh, Is it Fiero or Fiesta? Oh, Fiero. Fiero.
1: Yeah, you know, Uh, Steve Brodsky's dad worked at the Fiero factory making Fieros in Pontiac, Michigan.
0: Maybe he made this one because it went. It might have
1: been their Fiero because they owned a Fiero and they eventually sold it off, which is a big Uh, tragedy.
0: This one went into space. (laughs) This one went into space. I'm sorry. But the plot point Though that that particular plot point had been circulating. Anyway, it's the epitome of dumb fun um, because theaters are sparsely populated. And April and I were there at like a three forty five show last Friday. We were able to heckle it somewhat openly, and we had a great time. And that's all you really need out of a movie like this. Um, a couple days before that, we went to go see the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and I know we saw the first one. Now this is uh, this is Ryan Reynolds. And Sam Jackson, who is looking, he's kind of getting to the Harrison Ford age of should be an action movies. He's
1: anymore. like sixty years old, sixty five, something like no. that.
0: oh look it up. I, I bet he's. I bet he is in his mid to late sixties. If I was ha- to hazard a guess, he's not. He's not a spring chicken. Uh, and Salma Hayek. Um, still. He's
1: he's three years younger than my mother. Okay. Wow, wow, so- that puts him at like seventy. Oh, at this point, seventy three. He's older than my mother. Wow. And, and can she be in action films, Charlie? Give the man not a after, break.
0: Not <laughs> after the fact that she just recently had the heart surgery. I don't think so. But um, no, th- this movie was, was super farcical. And I can't remember for the life of me if the first movie was really this ridiculous, but this movie was ridiculous. The, the, the main through line of this movie is Ryan Reynolds is, he is Deadpool in this movie because he can't be hurt. He gets hit by a car. He gets exploded. He gets shot in the chest with a shotgun. Nothing ever slows him. And he never, he never changes his bloody clothes either. I mean, he's just, he's just unstoppable in this film. So. So again, is he, he the bodyguard? A, no. he or is he is, the hitman. He's the bodyguard and Sam Jackson is the hitman, making Salma Hayek the wife. And wow. there's a twist. There's a twist at the end that's completely ridiculous.
1: So oh, I can't report. wait! This sounds like that. What was it? That when we the whole nine yards with with like uh uh, uh yeah yeah. It definitely. was it
0: was a week of um of foolishness. So I don't know when that streak is going to end. I think we're going to oh. on thursday night we just we pre-ordered because we did we did subscribe to the vip thing i was gonna say
1: you've got like the movie pass or whatever so yeah Yeah,
0: so you we can see three movies a week so we're going to see the the new purge movie on thursday
1: (laughs) apparently it's not going to be the last one either charlie
0: those movies always come out it's a fourth of july thing that is that that is their that is their niche uh so yeah and it's called um purge like it's like purge not purge america but like purge the frontier or something that takes place in the old west i don't know i'm looking forward to it it's stupid all we're seeing is stupid movies right now and we're okay with it embrace because there was nothing out
1: for how many months exactly so i'm okay Might as well get your money's worth and enjoy it yeah
0: but friends, I would say, you know what? Support your local theaters. They're small businesses too. For the most part, at least the one that we go to is here in West Michigan um, because they 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 suffered just like all the rest of us did employment wise and they're trying to make it. So go give them your money if you have it to give and just enjoy the stupid.
1: Oh yeah. And that reminds me, my son wanted to see a movie. So while grandma's here, we will probably go see a movie with him now that he's fully vaccinated. So good times. All right, well, that takes us out of the Geek Easy. But then, Charlie, we're not done with our sightseeing. Now it's time for us to get in a plane, hopefully not get assaulted, and go to the Thunderdome.
0: Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome!
1: Thank you, Tina! The mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained, and this week we have actually a SFU uh, Discord member Uh, Chris from one hour, one decision podcast gave us a topic. Thank you, Chris. Um, And that would be, he wanted us to do some casting on some basically future Marvel projects that just have not been announced yet. We've got fantastic four, which we know there's a movie coming, but that's it. And then we have the X-Men that we know will be coming. But right now um, we've got to assume they're not going to, you know, double dip on any actors that played those roles before. So, um, we we did find some uh, source material that we're going to use to get us through this because sometimes you just like can't this. think off the top of your head. So we're right. going to do this. So so let's go. So Charlie, I think we'll start with uh, you know the Fantastic Four because oh, yeah. they have been out of the limelight since well we won't count the last outing but no shit we're not you know what and which I I I've never seen still
0: the, I was the one who took the bullet and watched that stupid shit. So yeah, yeah so th- no, but yeah, but this is the one I would say I'm absolutely the most excited about, but yeah, you're right. We had the Fox versions, uh, 2005, 2007, which, you know, people really rank on them, but for what they were, despite the fact that Galactus was a, was a frigging cloud, which is like, um, Chris Evans was great as Johnny Storm. Oh yeah. Uh, Chicklist was fantastic as the thing. Uh, and you know, I own the, the other two were, were fantastic. oh, yeah. they're bland. But, yeah. They were Bland but passable. But yeah, those two really, really lit it up. I totally agree. But anyway, obviously, Marvel's going to do it. Disney and the MCU. They're going to do this. It's going to be great. And so. There is yeah there's a list of uh, list of 10 casting choices which obviously includes the core team and then also Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, uh,
1: go, through, we'll go through we'll go through the top 10 here and we'll, we'll you right. know if we agree or disagree or if you have a different uh one Charlie we'll just start there. So, uh top 10 is number 10 is the super scroll which made me think that's you know we're going to probably get a super scroll with everything that's going to go on with Secret Invasion everything like that. Um and I I have an idea of the super scroll in my head, but I just don't know if there's like a, if he's more of like a dumb tough guy, if he's like over the top, like Patrick Warburton, that kind of thing.
0: Kind of, sort of. I mean, but he's not really comedic. I think of Patrick Warburton, I think of comedy, but yeah, I always loved the super scroll. This was a a scroll with obviously regular scroll abilities, but also imbued with a fraction of the power of each, each of the member of the team. So he, he was always the one that could fight them all at once because he was all of them. So great character, great standalone character. He could, You know, he could team up. He could be on his own. He would just be fantastic. But they had no recommendation here, which is fine, I guess. But still, um, that would be one I would absolutely want to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, since it's going to be someone in makeup, it really doesn't really matter. But the voice really will matter. Um, so I could see like a Patrick Warburton, just that that booming, that super un- important type of voice, um, you know, I think could be interesting. But, you know, you could have anybody with a, a very uh, melodramatic voice could be really, really, really fun. Um, yeah. Or maybe even like a Jason Bateman, just sarcastic, maybe. I don't know. Could be fun. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jason Bateman, I can see that. Number nine is Namor, and this is great. This is from uh, Agent Zero from your favorite X Men movie, Todd. This would be actor uh, Daniel Henney, um, paying Mister, you know, Speedo with the uh, with the wings. Uh, I, could, I could I could see that pulling off, but nothing else really springs to mind for me.
1: I would pick uh, just because I love Scream Queens and I loved how pompous of a character this this guy played, but he played a character named Chad Redwell. You know, popping collars like a frat guy. Uh, uh, Chad Michael Murray. He would be oh. fantastic in this role. Uh, like yeah.
0: It, it seems like he could also be really great as Johnny Storm, just based on what you
1: That would be another great, yeah. I mean, so yeah. we could interchange them, whatever, but I think he would be great because he just mm-hmm. has that, that, that presence of... God, you're such a jerk because Namor is the biggest jerk. I mean, he tries he to was. steal Reed's wife and he's he got like no prick. redeeming characteristics.
0: He was a prick across two teams because he was on the Avengers for the longest time. And, and the recently, defenders. There was, there was another damn Atlantis war. So he's always, mm-hmm. always getting into shit. But num- number eight is an easy one. You have a Nihilus who is the dude who he either rules the negative zone or he's a big shot in the negative zone. But Andy Circus, who can be literally. Anyone. Oh, yeah. He,
1: and he hams it up. He can really just yeah. get into that love it and hate it, you know, worm kind of guy. Right.
0: Know? And his previous uh, role as uh, Ulysses Clow was killed off. So he is uh, available.
1: And it's not going to be his face, anyways, in Nihilus. He's going right. to learn, you know, it's going to be CGI'd. So, but yeah, and he, the man's a man of a thousand voices and faces, and he does uh, such good motion capture. I, I'm all down with this. Why not? It, it works. Definitely works. Exact, So,
0: uh, next, uh, th- this is unfortunately some fan casting that's been shot to hell because uh, Kang the Conqueror is already going to be a character in quant- you know the Quantumania, Quantarania Batman film. But uh, I agree with this choice because who doesn't love Mark Strong? He's a heavy. He was Dr. Savannah and Shazam. He was just in that Cruella movie that we watched. He, was he really played Semestro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a, exactly. So he would have been a great heavy, but I'm sure the dude that they have lined up to, pl- to play Kang uh, will be fantastic. This next choice, Troublesome, could it be?
1: Cursed? Oh, is this, this is shirt? not ha- this is not happening at all. Army Hammer casts Victor Von Doom ain't happening. That dude is think is now checked into like sex rehab. He oh, likes bit biting toxic. people. He's very well, oh god, dude. He's like he he. I won't go in on it, but he's very gross. I'm like, oh my god, keep your skeletons a closet. Oh my god, so it's right. not going to be army hammer. So um, I, I would think now, Charlie, I, I think I've got one. Okay, Rain Rain Wilson, Rain Dwight Wilson as as the Victor Von Doom. Yes. Just think that self important, overbearing. I think it's a perfect oh, casting because he's mean, gonna have a he's gonna have a mask on anyways.
0: Well, look at him as Harry Mudd, you know, and oh, absolutely, in short yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah, so all right, I'll allow it. Number five is spot on, though, and he's already an MCU talent, but again, a dead character. Sterling K. Brown as the Silver Surfer, uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne was the Silver Surfer in the Rise of the Silver Surfer in 2007. Uh, I think he was one of the brightest spots of that movie just because he's a phenomenal uh, actor, but Sterling K. Brown certainly, uh, pre-COVID I thought he was the Samuel L. Jackson of this generation he was just in everything yeah he was in a tv show he was in this movie he was in that movie he was dude, dude, dude 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 never stopped working um well, he's so, in the la- What
1: is that, uh, Just Us, or what's that show, The, the Crying Show? Th- th-
0: this is uh, The Crying Show. My wife watches it, <laughs> <a> Crying Show.
1: <laughs> Didn't somebody die because of a crockpot, a faulty crockpot? Yes, the it, whole was, premise? Well, it was uh,
0: it was uh, 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 Milo, uh, you know the actor I'm talking about.
1: Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes, Yeah, yes.
0: that's the dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died because of an exploding crockpot or some shit. Um, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, it's so also it as a bad Brown. as
1: Dallas. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, why, why, what was the ridiculous death in Dallas?
1: Well, they had plenty of them. Cool. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, so some plenty of plenty of deaths that were bad. I guess. Show. Anyway, number four. Is oh, no well, I'm just gonna say, do. I think yeah. I think just bring Doug Jones back to do the motion capture. He did yeah. a great job in the first one, and Sterling does the bra- the, the voice. I'm fine with that. Replaces Morpheus.
0: Well, speaking of motion capture, and I guess this really got ruined in the 2015 quote unquote movie, uh, is character Ben Grimm the thing? Who is Chris Messina?
1: Don't get it. He is like a British uh, guy, I believe. I don't know. I know nothing about him, um, but yeah, I don't know f- if he's a great choice.
0: Yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, it's just <laughs> Chickless nailed it. He nailed it as Ben Grimm. He nailed it as the thing he was he was in a suit, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't a big CGI monster. And the thing c- certainly could be because he's he's large, but he's not as big as the Hulk. The Hulk is like anywhere between nine and 11 feet tall. And Ben Grimm is maybe maybe person height, but wider, I guess, because you see him drawing. He's like, he's really, really wide, but he's not necessarily
1: big. So um,
0: hear me out. yeah, I'm,
1: yeah. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, moving on. What
0: do, you think, <laughs> what do you think? about this next choice? I this is the this is the Teen Wolf kid.
1: Yeah, I don't know Johnny Storm, uh, Dylan O'Brien. They've they've picked. I don't think so. Um, uh, to your point, I ne- I think we need someone that has the gravitas of a real. Um, Uh, frat boy, kind of, but with a heart of gold, you know, that type of feel, and I'm just trying to think of, like, who fits that mold these days, and once again I talked about um, uh, Chad Michael Murray, he could play that character, but I mean, is there anybody else that kind of fits that um, you know who would have been great back in the day, but Stifler
0: Oh, uh, uh, Sean uh, Patrick Scott, is that name? Yeah he had yeah. three first names. It was something like that. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, but like you said, back in the day. But interesting one-two punch for Reed and Sue.
1: Oh, I love what this pick. Think, I love this pick. I I, I love Kristen Bell. She is so good, so, so talented. I mean, I loved her in the good place. Uh she's, you know, been fantastic at so many things, obviously in Frozen. So and she's got she's got that punchy personality that I think Sue Storm needs to combat right. Uh, Mr. Uh, Reed Richards,
0: um, and Mr. Reed Richards, another great choice. Kristen Bell, by the way, from Michigan, uh, Southeast Michigan, Metro Detroit. Um, Adam Scott, don't know where he's from, uh, would be the choice for Reed Richards. And here's a great dude, great pedigree. He's got a geek background. His one of his first roles was a was a walk on in Star Trek. First contact, he was the guy at the helm of the Defiant, if you can believe it, who got to talk to Worf while the ship was blowing up. Um, but we've loved him in Parks and Rec. We've loved him in comedic roles like Step Brothers, uh, where he's the obnoxious brother. He's just, he's just fantastic. I just love him. I can't, you know, there's, There it was for years and years, John Krasinski and Emily Blonde as Reed and Sue and da-da-da-da-da. I don't know. Do you think making a choice like that where you have two more serious actors is a better choice than having two comedic actors? I guess it depends on what kind of film they want to make. But Marvel is, could about be. The yucks, is about the yucks per minute, as you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could think of an alternate casting for this. And it would be kind of weird. Um, and it would be, obviously, it's it, it's funny because it was already it's already been done. These two have already been in a, in a show together. The Good Place. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? um the 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 male lead in that he's the he's the ted Ted dancer no 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 the cerebral uh guy Uh, i forgot what his name was i can't think in the show yeah cheaty i mean he's perfect he is that spoiler i mean he that's the exact like uh a, a relationship they had. He was the Sreber one. She was the more of a, you know, punchy type of one. So, I mean, it's works. Obviously you don't want to do that again. Cause it's like putting together, but maybe Mally Ramick, you know, or, or, or uh Rami right. Malik. Maybe he would be a choice, <laughs> her, but or he, Mally Mamick. Mally Mamick. Or would he just be names. too, would he be too serious? I don't know. Can he play funny? Can he do anything goofy? Can he be light? Stupid TV. Be more funny. Yeah, I, I like this though. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a good roundabout of people. Although we don't, we don't have Herbie, Charlie. Who would you pick to play the voice of Herbie?
0: Um,
1: obviously Seth Green. <laughs> oh, no, I would pick, um, what's his name from, uh, rest of development and Veep? Tony Scott. Tony, is it oh, Tony, Tony Scott? Hale? Tony, Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Yes, I think yeah. he would be perfect as Herbie. All
0: right. All right. I can't disagree with that. All right. Moving on. The X. Ex- yes men. Todd, this is, uh, this is your baby. This is You've always been the X-Men guy. So, Absolutely. Uh, take the lead, please.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which X-Men they select when they do bring them in. Will they go with the, the all-new X-Men? Will they go with the first class? Will they do a mix, kind of like we had before? Uh, but we kicked this bad boy off with Wolverine. Um, wow. Wow. I mean, a lot of people have Dreamcast the lead from uh, Litterkinny which is funny because he's oh yeah i don't know but,
0: i don't know if he fits I, the mold i don't think you know just because he might fit the mold physically but he's not the guy's not a, not really a, a, an established actor he's uh he's really he's a stand-up guy so i i think you uh I, this choice to me really speaks volumes i think i think it's a very smart choice
1: yeah daniel radcliffe and you'd say well he's not a big guy well wolverine in the comics is like five That's foot four Exactly. He's short, he's, yours, he's, he's short, your size he's like he's a Wolverine. He's very stringy, very in, and, and Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, he's just really stretched himself um, and doing different roles. I mean, he's not afraid to do something that's embarrassing, goofy. I mean, he was, he was the, the, the dumb fiance and Kimmy Schmidt. He, he can play everything. And I think this would be a really cool uh, role, although he might just be a little too famous. That's a problem with a lot of these things. It's like, are people just going to think he's Harry Potter? But you know, maybe he, They won't because, I mean, would people think, oh, Christer, you know, uh, we we can't have Professor uh, Xavier be played by Jean-Luc Picard, but it worked. So I don't know. It could be go both ways.
0: There are some crazy choices as I'm going by. You know, what? go right ahead. Keep going.
1: Uh, So Storm. So they picked um, the uh, the actress from True Blood, which she is a very saucy, very much in your face actress. Uh, character actor uh, that I've seen before. I don't know if she screams it, um, I, and I, I'm trying to think of you know who would who would play. I mean uh, that type of role um, that would be really just better than that actress. I mean, she's kind of not known, but she's got chops and she can play pretty much any role. So I'm just think of anybody else um, that, that fits the bill. And I'm just, I'm just not as up to speed on like young African-American actresses um, that I've seen them in, in, in like roles where their age works uh, for, for the part. So sorry about that. I mean, I apologize. Just uh, I don't, I don't know who's, who's the hotness and who would be a good fit.
0: I don't tell you, man uh next up this is this is an actress who i love very much aquafina as jubilee uh I, though aquafina is this is highly unlikely because it's coming uh, into the fact that she is going to be in the shang chi film as a major character but i could certainly see where they're coming from very charismatic fun actress uh who could really fit the mold um but yeah they certainly would never would never double dip like that would make a lot of sense she seems a bit old for the part too how old is
1: she now I mean, uh, early 20s, I'm guessing. It's probably when you look up her name, you get the the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. it's like hard to guess her age. But yeah, she does not see. I think she's late 20s. Um, but the actress I think would be great for the part is the uh, sister in uh, Kim's Convenience. A, a totally great actress. Very charming. Can be comedic can be uh, in your face, and actually the sister of Chang-Chi from the show. Um, She's great, and I think she would be perfect in the role because she does that have that enthusiasm that you want from a jubilee, but also can be Mm -hmm. tough. Nice.
0: Cool? That's good. Like I said, not kind of a blind spot for me. And I don't know much about this next actress, but again, it's trending a little younger, so this is uh, Shelly Henning from Teen Wolf as Rogue. Uh, Louisiana-born, Brings the southern charge. Got the strength in the tragedy of the characters, whose power is also
1: a curse.
0: Sure, why not? Um, I don't know. Does Anything else jump out at you?
1: Yeah, I mean rogue? that's young rogue, and you know, does it have to be a young rogue, or could it be like a rogue in her twenties dating Gambit, yeah, depending on what they, they? Yeah,
0: yeah they, they did a young rogue before, um, so yeah. And again, this this is an article from a couple of years ago, but um, you know that could be a hit. Well, I don't really feel that this next. Bit is a hit, though, chaining Channing Tatum.
1: Uh, oh, no, music. that's, yeah. So, yeah, if you have guys any, by the way, if you hear any of our cast and you're like, you're wrong, if this is the perfect person, let us know. Because, you know, we're not always at the pulse of all the actors and actresses, especially younger actors, because, you know, just they, they come up. But with with Gambit, I mean, he was supposed to be in a spin-off x-men origins film back in the day channing tatum and i am just not a fan of him his at all he's kind of like the the dude bro hip-hop bro kind of guy who i've just never felt i've liked him in anything but he is not the right actor for this not at all and i'm trying to think and do you need a guy who can do a good cajun accent yes you do and do i think K- channing tatum can do it no it's not chad Mike My- what was the one guy chad michael murray from uh uh, was it one you, tree hill?
0: The guy that you were just talking about, yeah. No, exactly. no, no,
1: from the guy from one tree hill, though. The, the one guy from one tree hill, who what was his name?
0: That, is, he that played. is Chad Michael Murray, yeah.
1: But not, not I, that's not the guy I was talking about. The guy that I was never, in I, Scream Queens I, was a different, yeah.
0: Oh, are you sure? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, no, Chad Michael Murray is the guy from One Tree Hill, but
1: was not from Scream. who played, not, who didn't, and didn't he, Chad Radwell? No, didn't he play Gambit in the Wolverine Origins movie, too?
0: Well, no. The, oh, you're thinking of uh, Taylor picture?
1: Oh, Taylor yeah. sure. yeah. Oh, from uh, Friday Night Lights, right? Is that what he was from? Right. I don't
0: right. know.
1: I don't know my young actress and he's probably not young anymore anyways. But yeah, I mean, Channing Tatum, I mean, no, he's a bad pick. And Gambit, um, yeah, that's a good... Oh, yeah. This is a bad, wrong pick, but I can't think of anybody who has the gravitas to play that, that swarmy, sexy... Um, Know who could play him, but he's such a the, – the, remember the Todd from Scrubs? He could play him.
0: Oh. <laughs> shut up. No, you shut up.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, no, I was thinking of the Todd. No, that was, yeah, the Todd. Yeah, yeah. The Todd.
1: Right, Always the high five. Yeah, the Todd. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What, what's uh, – oh, th- you know what? They're, they're, well, okay. I don't know this guy, but I, but I scrolled ahead to the next one. It was like, yikes. So who is
1: Dan M. Boyer? Uh, apparently in a show called Younger. I mean, we got Iceman. Iceman is always a uh, comedic type of character. Um, and who I think I have in my mind also plays uh, Peter Parker in the End of the Spider-Verse. Jake Johnson.
0: Yeah, oh, I, I, I like him very much. Yeah, you're right. Very dour, very kind of down on his
1: luck. Yeah, c- c- sarcastic, you know. Yeah, right. I think it'd be perfect.
0: Exactly. And uh, this next one is, again, this this is proof that this is fantasy casting because it doesn't make any sense. John Krasinski is Cyclops. No, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Again, too big of a name, too old. If you want, you know, to have a youngish cast like in their 20s, you know, John Krasinski has got to be nearing our age. He's got to be in his very late 30s or early 40s. I'd have to double check, but Mm -hmm. I don't really think he could pull it off.
1: Yeah, Cyclops is a is an interesting one because I mean, he's essentially the Boy Scout that nobody likes. So you have to have somebody that has that um, almost superior sense of self, uh, but still wants to do the right thing. Um, so that leads me down the path of I mean, wow. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to dig my my brain into actors that I've seen lately that could fit that bill. I'm going to pick... I can't remember his name. It's like George Yates from CSI, the original CSI show. He had that kind of goody two-shoes, kind of a jerk, but does the right thing all the time. So I'm going to pick George Yates. And you don't know who I'm talking about, so that's okay.
0: (laughs) No, you got me there, bud. That is okay. So... Um, moving on down the line, who, who Forge is a character that A seems like a really off choice, but B, I, I never made it through Westworld, so I don't know who this dude is.
1: What do you I don't know either. I mean, Forge is a Native American uh, X Men, but he's not a popular character. I mean, by any means, I like him a lot because I like his the ability he makes tech, so he can do anything as long as he's got an idea in his head, he can create it. So, but um, yeah, I don't know a lot of uh, I mean. You know what? Um, I'm going to pick um, the actor who was in. He was. Oh God, he was. He was the. I don't know if I want to go too old, though. That's a problem. So, and, and the problem is, there's just not enough Native American actors, right? It's a. No, it's, a it's a. It's a gap. It's. It's a big really miss. Then, yeah. It, it's a big miss. And we need more. Um. And I think we're going to get more. Um. But you know what? Uh, and I'll, I'll totally miscast this. Um, but I was gonna say Taika Waititi, but he's New Zealander, so if he could be. He's a he's a native New Zealander, and we could make him New Zealander versus Native Why American. Not? He could be a you can th-
0: you could you could throw a mustache on him, isn't that what's really key to the character? Yeah, he's kind of like, he's like the Native
1: American Tony Stark. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Right, there you go. So, um, it's weird. I scrolled to the bottom of this list. There is no Jean Grey on this list. They've gone with Emma Frost instead. Rosie Huntington.
1: Oh no, no, she was in a no, she was in that horrible. I mean.
0: Well, it's, you know, it she, says Mad Max Fury Road as a reference, But
1: she what was kind mean? of, a she was she was a no, no, uh, she had no presence in that movie. She was one of the wives. Uh, she was also in one of the Transformers movies, Charlie. She was basically oh, in the, okay. like the later ones. We're no gonna, presence.
0: Then we're just not going to talk about it all. You know what? Bring back January Jones. I don't care. Bring her back. She deserves to come back.
1: I mean, uh, wouldn't it be funny if they picked like Rebecca Romaine Stamos to come back and play like a different type of character? I think she could do a good job with it. You know, being the original mystique looking different, I think that could work, but yeah, you need. Um, oh, who's one of my favorite actress, Charlie? A never nude, Stanley. the redhead, the redhead, <laughs> no, yeah, probably is too. The redhead from Mad Men,
0: oh, god, Christina Hendricks, just Good make Lord. her a blonde, make her a blonde, put her in that. She's she's boobs with feet, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure put her in that, I would be very
1: happy. <laughs> I'm sure she's a
0: very, very lovely woman. Oh, Todd, how yeah. good you. Uh yes. speaking of weird castings, the guy who's in everything, but again, has an MCU cred is Stanley Tucci cast here as Professor X? I love I love Stanley Tucci. I mean, he's so do, good. I do love him. I just I mean he can play he can obviously he can play very serious because he was very serious as
1: uh, Dr. Erskine in Captain America. The first- well, he'll have a British accent this time, and he'll have a, a, right. a freshly shorn head, and he'll put on his best British accent. I'm down okay. for this.
0: Okay. Put him in. Put yeah. him in, Coach. Put him, yeah, exactly. Now
1: I don't know much about the Cassandra Nova character, but it sounds familiar. Um, no, nah, we don't need to cast her. I think she was she was yeah. such a niche character. I mean, cool character, but very niche. Uh but we don't have yeah. here is Magneto, Charlie. So we do yeah, have to cast really. Mr. Magneto. Uh so at this point, we've had some great actors play Magneto. So it's like, who right. do you put in that role? I mean, do you go a little different? I mean, do you pick um do you pick old Magneto, young Magneto? Um yeah, I mean, I've, Mag- I've got, I've got one. I'm okay. going to say, Hugh okay. McGregor. Hugh McGregor, put him in the MCU, Coach.
0: Right, he, exactly. You know what? He he, quote unquote, belongs to Disney. So why? So why the heck not?
1: He would be fantastic, and he's a great actor, and I love him. So Hugh McGregor, you are our Magneto.
0: Ewan McGregor, you are the guy. Woo, good stuff. Okay, so that that wraps it up. Um there is uh, there's no science behind this. Uh, I would be I would be curious to see when any one of these two projects gets cast if any of this is even in the neighborhood. I would be curious, but I'd probably Marvel's curious. always listening to us, always? so you know it's going to happen. Are always? Is there, is there a microphone somewhere here in my living room? I don't I don't see. It. But um, yeah, I would be curious uh, to see how that all shakes out. But I'd be even more curious uh, for people to hit us up on Twitter and and let us know what their dream casting is uh, for the two franchises. You know, inquiry minds want to know Todd and I care. Can't you tell? Look at, look at this face. Look at all the emotion in this face. I care. I want to hear about it. Please. I have to know.
1: Help us secret friends. Your only hope. Um, And uh, you know, stay tuned to the end of the podcast for all our great credits and ways to find us. But Charlie, it's time for us to leave. So give us your parting words.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, friends, thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck podcast you just listened to is part of the secret friends podcasting network uh, find us over at secretfriendsunite.com for our four awesome shows co-op mode code 47 the holocron chronicles and secret friends unite please rate and subscribe to us uh, on itunes and also over on our youtube channel find us over on twitter at secret friends you and find our merch store over at tpublic